This podcast is brought to you by Mirchi, the new way to find South Asian friends and companions. Download the Mirchi app now. More information at mirchiapp.com. Hi, Karma fam. Hey, Karma fam. A pleasure to be back. Such a pleasure. In separate Um, studios. (laughs) In separate studios. This is Indra. I'm Deanna. And we're really, really excited about the episode that we have for you today. Our first interview with one of the many delightful personalities from the hit Netflix show Indian Matchmaking and it's the it's gonna be the first of a handful yeah of a handful it's been awesome actually reaching out to all of them they've all been super friendly and um like okay so I guess we should say who our guest is yes you go for it our guest is Rashi Gupta. She is she wasn't one of the main characters, but she had a pretty big role in that she was she was a person that Vyasar kind of ended up with on the show. The um, second the second person. The second lady and she was a real I loved her. I okay, I, so the the most memorable part was them making t- he went to go make tea and then she helped him, remember? Yes, and that was very cute. And And um, then it's so funny because I feel like as a, a viewer Mm-hmm. I was like, that's it. They're going to be married and grow old together. Forever. But we like get the scoop. Just moment. <laughs> <laughs> but we get the full scoop in our interview with her. Like, seriously, the full scoop. And the scoop of the hurry up and wait kind of like Netflix, like what the, how they produce a show. Don't totally. you agree? There's all this amazing, delicious tea about like Netflix Behind the scenes Netflix. And um, I think that is just really, really interesting. And and um, I think it was also interesting talking to her because um, two things, which um, the first one is like kind of like the Leah McSweeney from Real Housewives of New York thing of like, you're on a show that airs during COVID and what happens? You yes. know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not like you're going out into the world and going to bars and being recognized. Does that no, make sense? No, totally. So she tells us about that, like what it's like dating during COVID and, um, you know, just all the things that happened. Also, just like what really happened with her and Vyasar because the show, I think what was frustrating for me watching it was like, what happens to all of these people? I know. <laughs> and, and certain relationships felt a little rushed. Yes. So we get, we slow it down. We really get the scoop. Rashi herself is a lovely, lovely person. Yeah, it was such a joy to talk to her. Yeah, it really was. And, um, you know, later coming up in the next couple months, we're going to be interviewing Aparna from the show who very controversial main character kind like maybe the star of the show in some way right the most talked about for sure so the I can't wait discussed. to talk with her we're also going to talk with Vinay who um, was the first person that Nadia hooked up with and there was a lot of controversy around what happened with him because she he the way the show portrayed it was that he stood her up a couple times. Right. He kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, I could say. Yeah. I feel like every like I was rooting for Nadia. And so I was just really confused that someone like him would, you know, she's such a catch and that he would just stand her up. 
twice yeah, so in a row. Yeah, so we're going to get the scoop on what really went down with them um, and from his perspective, which will be great. And then we're, we want to preview next week because so exciting. It's huge. We had a lovely conversation a few days ago with none other than Monica Vaswani from family karma we learn so much and one of the things so i'm taking away from it is my teeth are yellow <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were on video and we're we like were on oh, video Monica's so beautiful <laughs> no offense but andrew and i were looking a little like i don't know not yeah, top of like, the morning bright and beautiful I know. And she rocks um, up looking easy breezy beautiful cover girl. Totally. And she was just a joy to talk to and we we get a lot of um it's just a really lovely conversation that will be next week on the podcast. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of these awesome Tell a friend. episodes. Tell a friend, share it around, follow us on social media. It makes a huge difference if you yeah. just write a little review because those are the things that people see. And also, if you could give us five star, that would be awesome. We would love it. Um, And yeah, we're just really excited. This is just like, we're coming up on a host of awesome, great episodes for you, including all of these interviews with these interesting people from these fantastic Indian American, South Asian American shows that we're getting. I love it. And also on our Patreon, you can get all the goodies, the little extra sweet stuff, because um. Indra is not forcing me, but I am going to be watching <laughs> The Bachelorette with Tasha and Claire. And yes. um, yeah, I haven't watched it in a couple of years. So it, it's going to be a little bit of fresh eyes and a lot of judgment. It's going to be a lot of judgment. Lot of and judgment. we want you to be there right with us judging all the way, all the way home. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's get into this interview with Rashi and um, definitely stay tuned for all of our future episodes. And yeah, here we go. Interview with Rashi. We're just like really excited. <laughs> Am I the first person from the show you're interviewing in person or? Um... Yeah, you are the first person that yeah. we're interviewing. Wow. We um... don't have high expectations. <laughs> <laughs> have you done a bunch of interviews for this not, already? Not a whole bunch. Um, I feel like out of all the characters, I'm not one of, you know, the main storylines. And so I don't know if, if that many people are interested in my story, but I've had a few interviews, uh, not quite to the level that, you know, Aparna, Vyasa and all these people are having, but definitely, definitely had some good conversations so far. So how, how were you introduced to the production of the show? Was it the matchmaker that set you up or was it? It, so for me, it was, um, so a lot of people from what I hear, they were either, uh, scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and saw some type of advertisement for this. Are you single and are you South Asian? And so they would apply for me, ironically. And if this says anything about who I am as a person, my mom forwarded me an email from Netflix. Um, <laughs> it was basically a very, I'm going to say the word shady email. Uh, I wasn't really sure that it wasn't spam. And I was like, mom, I don't, I don't know if this is real. Um, but it, how it, did your it, mom get an email from Netflix? And how shady was it? <laughs> yeah. we need the, when you throw out the word shady, I mean. It didn't look like a legitimate thing. It looked like a spam thing. I don't know. I, I need to find the email. I just, it didn't, when I applied, I 
used my burner email. Okay. So just in case, like very smart. Last thing, but no, nope. no, no to our listeners always have a burner email. <laughs> I'm taking that away from our conversation. Absolutely. I use my burner email and um, only like when I realized that this was a serious thing and this is not a hoax, um, I gave them my real address, but, or my real email, but um, yeah. So it, my mom forwarded me email. It was from Netflix. It described this project, this matchmaking project that would match me with my potential soulmate, you know, someone across the globe. And I'm like, all right, let's give this a shot. Cause yo girl's been on like hinge, Tinder, Dill Mill, like all everything. Coffee meets bagel. She's tried everything. Okay. Wait, what's and Dill Mill? Is that a South Asian one? Dill Mill is a South Asian one. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. You haven't okay. heard of it? No, I have. Well, okay. I missed the whole like South Asian dating app thing because I met my partner in my early 20s and Lucky like you. I just. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. So I don't that's know. <laughs> why we're talking to you because we want to hear what it's like. Okay, so I've been on all these dating apps. Clearly, it didn't work out. So I said, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm open. And I'm willing to give this a shot." And um, it actually kind of excited me because someone is taking my individual personality, my individual likes, and tailoring it for me into into an actual human being that supposedly exists in this world. And I was super excited about that. Um, and so I definitely gave it a shot. And, you know, I contacted them, like I said, with my burner email and I didn't hear from them for like 10 months. And so oh I was I kind of just shrugged. I was like, all right, well, it was worth an effort. Then randomly, you know, I was in I was in my final year of vet school. I had a really like down day and I was just it came into my mind. I was like, hey, whatever happened to that to that uh, application that I sent in? And so I sent them an email and um they were basically like, oh, no, we've already got our seats filled. Thank you for trying. And then at that, that point, I gave up. I was like, all right, well, I tried. I tried twice. I'm good to go. Can't say I didn't give it a shot. But then randomly, it was like perfect timing. So I graduated from veterinary school in May of 2019. And then I had like this month off before I was going to start my internship in San Francisco. So out of the blue, they just contacted me like a week or two after my after I graduated. And they were like, hey, we have a spot that opened up that we think you'd be perfect for, are you still single? And I said, yes, thank you for rubbing it in, but yes, I am. (laughs) And so um, after they contacted me, everything happened in like two weeks. Like I talked to Seema auntie, they set me up with the match, they flew me to Austin, we recorded and I flew back. Like everything happened so quickly. Oh my God. So do you think the, the, the matchmaker was just for show or do you think she had any part in matching you up? No, I think she, because she, she is a matchmaker by profession. That is what she does. It, she didn't just do it for the show. She has been doing it for several years. I'm not exactly sure how long, but I know that this is this is her profession. But with you particularly? Yeah, I mean, um, I so I talked to her. She was the only person that I directly talked to and gave my preferences, and she would ask me questions and things like that that I would answer. But so in that regard, yes, I think she was the one that was truly matching us up, but I you know, can't say for sure because I didn't see the behind the scenes work. But um, I mean, she she did take into consideration a lot of the things that I prefer. And so, you know, I think I think it uh, I think it is real. <laughs> I think what she does is real. So what was the conversation, um, the first conversation that you had with her? Yeah. So I had like two 10 minute conversations. 10 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. To like 10 or 15 she knows. She's a professional. <laughs> That's all she needs. That's all the girl needs. But um, it wasn't, 
and I never met her in person. I think most of the other cast members met her in person from what I understand, because there's a huge, huge component of seeing how you interact with your family in real life, seeing how you live, what your rooms look like. Is it a pigsty? Things like that. You know, I feel like that tells a lot about a person. And um, she didn't really get that side of me, unfortunately. But that first 10 minute conversation was, you know, a little bit more of the superficial questions, kind of getting it out of the way, like, um, and probably, Indra, you're going to understand these questions more, but things like, do you want a smoker or non-smoker, a drinker, <laughs> non-drinker? Um, and I'm just like, these aren't really black and white questions, honestly. They're not. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not anti-alcohol. I obviously am drink and I'll, I'm a social drinker mostly. I don't want someone that has to come home and have a drink in order to fall asleep. But, and that's a big thing in Indian culture with Indian mm -hmm. guys. And so basically when I kind of was like, oh, you know, it's, it's not really a black and white answer for me. Um, it kind of, it kind of made the conversation a little bit awkward. I don't think she understood that it's not a black and white answer. Mm. Um, and so I kind of, that was a barrier I had to get over and um, learn how to explain myself and clarify what I mean by it's not a black and white answer. You know, I'm not anti-drinking. I'm also not an alcoholic. I don't have a drink every day, you know? So, um, and things like that. And what was interesting also is she was asking these questions, which I really questioned whether or not she was just asking the females or if these were questions that were also being asked to males. Again, a cultural thing, right? So one of them was, um, do you want your partner to be educated or not? To, like educated or not? Interesting. And I'm just yeah. like, you know, I didn't really know how to answer that because education, like your degree doesn't mean that you're not educated. Like mm -hmm. you can graduate from high school or even not even graduate from undergrad and you're 10 times smarter than me. Trust me, like my cousins who have a bachelor's degree and I have a doctorate, they are worldly smarter than me. It has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that you have higher education or professional school education. That's what I don't care about. But um, she definitely, you know, asked that. And she also asked something that um, also annoyed me and, and <laughs> triggered me a little bit. Cause I'm like, I don't know if she's asking the guys this, but um, she asked me, Are, would you be willing to relocate for your match? And I'm like, oh. sure. But I also hope that my match says the same thing. Like, it's not just, I'd be willing to relocate because I'm the woman and he's the man and, that kind of crap. So it was a, it was an interesting conversation in, in 10 minutes. She just did all of this pretty much. Um, maybe a 10 minutes is a little bit of exaggeration. Maybe it was a little bit longer. It just didn't feel like a full. Yeah. That's how it felt long. to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so that's really interesting because like one thing I, uh, the show has gotten in general, like some flack for some mm -hmm. of the less, uh, progressive aspects of it that especially like the stuff around colorism and things like that. Yeah. But I think you're pointing yeah. out a few more things like the sexism aspects and stuff like yeah. that. Did you find that there was kind of, I mean, obviously you have Indian parents who I'm yeah. assuming you're first generation and yes. they emigrated. So, you know, there's that experience, but then like, yeah. I'm sure there was like this kind of cultural disconnect sometimes from like your American westernized values yeah. and like Sima auntie who lives in India Definitely. and like is around much more conservative values. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have parents that are very progressive. You know, it's um, they actually have been telling me, why are you in a rush? Like, why do you need to go on the show? There's no rush, you know, finish your education. They've always been that type of attitude. And um, I'm very happy that I have those parents. 
because I've seen the other side of it. I've had, I have family and friends who don't have progressive parents and they, you know, they're educated women and they're feeling this stress and they're getting so much gray hair because they have to get married because their eggs will dry up. I don't know. I mean, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. It's, it's just crazy. But um, yeah, in, in regards to trying to combat Simonti with that, like I said, that, that 10 minute, 15 minute conversation, whatever it was, uh, it took a little bit of adjustment for me to have that conversation with her because I have parents that I don't have to explain that they, they are the ones that would actually tell me, Hey, you know, it doesn't matter if they're educated or non-educated or drinker or non-drinker. I mean, you don't want a stiff who doesn't drink anything and you don't want an alcoholic. You want a happy medium, you know, type of, type of attitude. And so it was a little bit of an adjustment for me. But And then, um, why didn't you choose your mom to go on the show with you? Oh, I would, I would have loved my mom and my dad to come. Absolutely. A huge they're my my mom my dad and my brother are the people that I truly trust in this world and they're my absolute best friends that just timing wise it didn't work out because like I said everything happened so quickly they're both you know working professionals and so it it was just timing didn't work my brother was able to come and so I'm he's you know ultimately my best friend as well and so I was very happy that he was at least able to come and yeah. how, did the, how does Netflix pitch the show like how what does that email look like do, are they saying like it's part bachelor, part this, or Deanna's like, like obsessed with the email? <laughs> I know I'll, I'll have to find it. Apologies, apologies. No, no wait, but I I have to say like where like did Netflix email your mom like or was it a general email? Yeah, like, like how what? did they? Find- okay, about the email. <laughs> it looked like it was a general email. I think you know they probably did some algorithm yeah. where they came up with all these Indian names and then they forwarded this email to all their Indian followers. I mean, how else? Because like you know, my white friends didn't get this email, so it was. Just- I wonder if my mom got it. Oh my god, we need more people to like write in our, our Netflix email. account is under her name and um, oh. yeah, onto her name so I didn't get an email she got the email she forwarded it to me and uh yeah it went from there <laughs> oh my gosh that's so interesting what did you expect like you flew there right and, and what were you thinking on the plane yeah I was uh so they didn't give me the bio data they didn't give me his bio data literally until I landed in the Austin airport oh. and so the whole plane ride is just me like what the hell does this guy look like? I don't even know his name, so I can't even Facebook stalk him. Like, this is the one time I'd pay for internet on the plane so I could Facebook stalk him, but no, I didn't get that opportunity. Um, but yeah, they, they they flew me out on, I think it was like a Thursday or a Friday night. I can't remember. And then we filmed the next day. So literally everything happened so quickly. Um, they gave me the bio data the night before and I was like, all right, cool. And so I was here. I was excited. Obviously, even if I received the bio data before, that's not going to stop me from going. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great guy on person and in real life. It just didn't work out. And I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk so, about so it. that first date. Uh, so, OK, <laughs> I think I think a lot of us were invested because um, you helped him make the tea, which sounds so simple, but <laughs> it was such a, a great gesture. Like what? So they mic you up. So you go to his house. They mic you up. They're like, you sit here. Are they kind of telling you you're going to walk in and sit here and do this and this? Well, yeah. So basically that first um, scene where my brother and I were meeting his family was the first time I even saw Vyasar. We you know, hadn't met in person before. So I I pull up to his house, they give me his address and um, his garage is open and there's all these camera people with all this like black 
expensive looking equipment. And they're telling me, hey, just hang on a minute. They're just filling, uh, finishing up filming. You just hang out in the garage and we'll kind of give you a cue. And then when we give you the cue, you just knock on the front door and then just act natural. Like that's all that's all they gave wow. us, right? Did they mic you? Yeah, they mic'd us. Yeah. And I forgot about that when I was making tea. So I did say a little bit stupid things like a child, but I guess they cut that out. No, so what did great. you say? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just like, I, you know, I'm a, I don't know. I mean, I just like to make jokes out of everything and be sarcastic and say stupid things that aren't proper grammar and yeah so I feel like that's who I am and I would oftentimes forget that I was mic'd up (laughs) and you know there's that trouble of do people will people realize on tv that this is just her joking around or are they going to think I'm an incompetent school right so I had to have like a happy medium between those and so you know but I wasn't going to change my personality and so it, it came out at times they gave you a really good edit And they didn't give everyone a really good edit. Yeah. And I'm definitely, I'm appreciative of that, um, that I wasn't, you know, ended on a bad note or anything or, or I was definitely fairly edited and they, they didn't edit it in a way that, you know, made it, that made me look bad and made everyone question what was going on. Obviously they didn't give you the full story, but um, you know, it's just, yeah. I think I was fairly edited as well. So now we want the full story. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm happy to answer like any questions specifically that you have, but I mean, what, what you see in our, in our um, initial connection was real. We both have very similar personalities. He's pretty sarcastic and funny. And that's exactly what I want in a person. You know, I want someone who can just throw a joke back if I, you know, insult them sarcastically, they can just automatically just do it right back. That's who I see, you know, just living with and just being happy and funny all the time. And so he was he was definitely a great match. Um, and we had some really cool dates. You know, we went to the first date was at a, a ping pong bar yeah. type of thing. I've never done that. That was pretty cool. Um, we played like ping pong for two hours and they only like filmed a minute of it. And I was like, well, <laughs> but um, you didn't see how good I am that thing. But, so they only um, filmed like a little bit of it or they captured it all and only put. I feel like we played it. Like we played ping pong for at least like an yeah. hour and they were just filming at different angles. Like, you know, the, their, their cameras down here by the ball at one angle and then up here. And they were just getting all these angles. And ultimately they only put like two minutes <laughs> yeah. in. Did you feel pressure to make the date longer than it was because the cameras were there? No, I feel like actually the opposite. I feel like I wanted to make the date shorter that way they could stop filming and I could just relax and breathe and maybe have a normal conversation. But, you know, it turns out like I was having a normal conversation with him on camera just because the camera crew, although there are some crazy big lenses just staring right at you, they just, they made it comfortable. They truly did. And the officer made it comfortable as well. Mm So I didn't really have any issue um, opening up, but I felt like more often I was trying to cut the conversation short a little bit um, just so I can like, so they can stop filming and we can just chat a little bit in between and just take a breather. But um, yeah, I mean, interesting, interesting date. So how many dates? So, so you went home, you went home on the Sunday. So yeah. So they flew me in. I can't remember now if they flew me in on Thursday or Friday, but I, we filmed on um, Friday. Okay, so I think they flew me in on Thursday because we filmed all day on Friday. Um, that The morning we filmed um, where we met his parents and, and everything. And then later that afternoon, we met, um, we met, uh, Vyasa and I had the ping pong date. Sorry, trying to gather my thoughts in the timeline. <laughs> and then 
Saturday morning, my brother and I had lunch and a conversation, which they filmed, but they didn't end up putting it on um, the show just because probably timing wise. But they did. We did that in the afternoon. And then Vyasa and I went on another dinner date in the evening of Saturday. And then, yes, I went home on Sunday. And then what was the dinner date like on Saturday? And and what was your mental preparation? Because you knew you knew what the game was. And I'm just calling it a game. Like you knew the the lens, the cameras were going to be there. You knew um, that it was going to be kind of like intense because Netflix is filming the whole, like the whole date. So, what did you think like going into that second date? Because I've actually felt a lot more comfortable on that second mm-hmm. date. You get that first of all, you get the first date jitters out of the way. And you get the fact that you're on camera out of the way. You know the camera crew now. You know their names. You're comfortable with them. And it was a lot more comfortable. We had some, a lot more of a serious conversation date two. I think date one. And, you know, this is not th- because it was on camera. Most of my dates are like that. I'm sure most first dates are like that too. Your first date is a lot of the superficial jokesy types of things. And, um, you know, then it gets a little bit more serious if you start really being interested in each other. And so that was the natural progression for Vyasa and I as well. That second date, I think you you see me ask um, that question that kind of brings up his uh, his monumental, his, his story that means a lot to him, right? I ask him a question about, you know, tell me the time you felt the most vulnerable or something along those lines. Because to me, vulnerability is key is one of the biggest keys to a relationship i don't think you can you can't you can't have a serious relationship unless you're vulnerable if you can't let someone into your life then what's the point of being in a relationship so um that was something i asked him and that's kind of not something i was expecting to ask him but i guess i was comfortable enough to ask him that um yeah and and you and you see that but you know, the rest of the date was similar kinds of just questions, but also us just being our joking, lovable selves. So, yeah, it was a great, great dates, but we only had the two dates in person. And then I flew back, back and then to San Francisco. And then, as I had mentioned, I was starting my internship. So it was kind of hard for us to meet up. And with an internship, you know, I'm working long hours and then there's the time difference. And mm-hmm. so it just made it so difficult to really just have a, a conversation. But we did text a lot and we did chat on the phone several times afterwards were you surprised at how much you liked Vyasa or um, actually did you really like him it seemed like you did on the show (laughs) and were you surprised by like meeting him and and how well it flowed and everything yeah I think um it was very interesting how similar we are and how you know Simon D figured that out and matched us up based on that because I 100% see why she thought we would go, get along well. And we do get along well. It's just not, the sparks weren't there. We're, we weren't romantically invested in each other. Mm-hmm. And things that, you know, something, again, with sexism, things that you're seeing on the show is that the woman has to adjust and compromise. But there are things in my life that I absolutely will not adjust and compromise on. Things like how we raise our family, where we see ourselves in five years. Of course, those are going to change. But to have a rough idea of, of where you see that ending up, um, you know, that's important to me. And, you know, we just disagreed on things like that. And again, that's not something I'm willing to just say, oh yeah, okay, maybe I'll change my entire thought of how I want to raise my kids. That's that's too important for me to, to compromise on. I'll compromise on whether or not he's tall, whether or not he's dark skin, <laughs> light skin. I don't give a crap about that, yeah. right? But, you know, things that are more important are 
going to stay the it same. It seemed for me. like he had some like conflict with the girl he dated before you that was maybe around like values and stuff like that too. Did he talk to you at all about his experience with her? No, I honestly he mentioned that he had been set up with, with another girl prior to me um by the by the producers of the show and um I, I he never mentioned her name he didn't want to bring that into that com- into our conversation into our relationship yeah. which was phenomenal like he mentioned it once and then I almost forgot about it you know 10 minutes after because we just moved on to something else and because that's you know that's mm-hmm. not important to me Manisha's a great girl and obviously it didn't work out for them same probably this um around the same reasons but you know it's I appreciated the fact that we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about really previous dates and relationships that we've had and, and why it didn't work out. And we just kind of tried to make this work. You know, we didn't worry about the past. So you said that there was stuff that they kind of didn't show and betrayed. Did you kind of feel like you covered that or was, do you feel like you have to kind of talk about a little bit about that more? No, I mean, it's more just like, you know, the internet's going to have these haters and I understand that. And I was expecting it because Vyasa is a fan favorite for a reason. He's a great guy. He's a very lovable, lovable dude. So wait, I was, people have sent you like, wait, hate yeah. stuff. Yeah. Of we'll course. fight them. We I will was, fight them. Why? I will come I, like, after you and fight you. <laughs> I was uh, anything I'm ready. I'll show you some of my DMs, but it's more just like, you know, I was expecting it, but I wasn't expecting the caliber of it because I really honestly wow. didn't think this show was going to even be popular. It's freaking called Indian Matchmaking. Like, <laughs> who's going to watch it besides my mom and the one friend that I forced to? Like, really, you know? Um, I know. And so I wasn't expecting it to, to blow up as it did. And and so, for example, I'll go back to the dating app that I mentioned, Dill Mill, the South Asian dating mm-hmm. app. So I'm kind of partnering with them where I promote them, they promote me type of thing. And um, hopefully your girl's not single in a couple of months, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, well, I posted a video for that, where they posted a video for me. Um, I basically was just like introducing myself. I said, hey, you know, Rashi from Indian matchmaking. This is what I'm looking for in a guy. I'm still single, single Pringle, ready to mingle type of attitude. And um, <laughs> so they posted that for me. And then the comments on there have just been I think they've deleted some of the really oh mean my gosh. comments. Whoa. But like some of the comments on there, it's just like, so again, I list on there um, what I'm looking for in a guy being uh, something along the lines of like that, that they should respect me as a professional working woman, that mm-hmm. their family should be someone that I see as my own, like something along those lines, right? A couple of qualities like that. And people on the comments are always like, oh, but Vyasa was exactly that. Like, shame on you for not making it work <gasps> and that type of attitude. And I'm like, what? I'm not saying that Vyasar wasn't these. It's just right. you don't get, again, the full story of why it didn't work out between Vyasar and I. It just, yeah. because like, what did they know? Out, I'm automatically <laughs> El Diablo or something. You know, oh I'm, my gosh. It's, just, it's insane. It's insane how rude people are. You yeah, know? I couldn't even imagine. Do you, feel, do you feel comfortable telling us like what the specific things that didn't that work? That being with- said? Yeah. Well, no, no. Like, that didn't work out that, between you two. You oh. and Vyasa, like the 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 values that didn't match up. Well, like I said, so how we want to raise our kids. Um, I think you know he had mentioned that he wants to homeschool our kids and uh, oh, oh, but he works wow. in a school. Yeah, and so that's you know it's completely understandable why he would want to do that. He okay. works with children every day, and you know he, you know he could probably teach our kids a lot better than I could, but. 
that's just not something that I believe in. I've never really had experience with that. And I've been in traditional schooling. My parents have been in traditional schooling and my brother, my everyone I know. And so that's just something I don't personally believe in. And it's, that's something that I don't feel comfortable adjusting on and no. giving it a try, so to say, you know, it's, um, and like, again, that, that wasn't the thing that broke our relationship. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, it's a just, it's a lot of, but it's a huge, yeah. it's a huge, it's huge thing in a relationship. I think it's big enough, you know, to, and I, but, that reminds me that Manisha, I think had issues with him not wanting to work to possibly. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He want, you know, he wants to, um, more or less stay at home, work from home, you know, uh, write books and write for blogs and do things like that from home while homeschooling the kids. And that may be someone's cup of tea, but it's just not what I'm interested right. in. You know, it's, and it's not wrong. He, like I said, he's a great guy. He's shaping hopefully the next president of the United States. You know, that's, that's what I hope he does for this country, but it's just, it's not, yeah, it, it's not, it doesn't fit with my mindset. So what was your, what was like growing up, with uh two indian um both of your parents are indian and growing up and just kind of like were you allowed to date in high school i mean i don't think it was ever when i think about it i don't think it was ever really said you can't date in high school it was just not talked about right you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah it just wasn't talked about and um you know i had a couple of other i think at least one other indian girl in my class and at least another Indian guy in my class. And we just never, no one ever dated. And it was just the thing we didn't do. Um, it's actually funny because I remember writing my college essay, my college entrance essay was about um, the bio datas. So I guess this was destined oh, to be. It was about bio datas and the like the the ending line of this essay was like for someone who is has been living underneath a rock can you briefly explain and has not watched indian matchmaking can you just explain what biodata is yes so biodata is essentially a piece of paper um it's like your resume but a lot more superficial so it's like (laughs) your name your picture your education your hometown um your likes, your dislikes. I mean, it's, it's literally a piece of, pa- it's your Tinder profile on a piece of paper, I, you know, your height yeah. and things like that. I mean, um, so it's, it's just a way for parents, families traditionally to just literally exchange a piece of paper. Hey, I have a daughter, you have a son here, let's see if they match. Um, and then yeah. if they like each other based on the piece of paper, then they meet each other in person. So and it's they put kind of, things like religion on there too. Religion. Like, yeah. Religion, class, yeah. things like that. Do they put skin color on there? Just curious from... Some do. I think they asked me for that because I've never created a biodata except for this show. I think... I'll have to look at my biodata again, but I think they did ask me wow. skin tone. Yeah. Do you do you even know... Like, I don't even know what I would write no. for myself. I, like, my I have I, no idea. My mom and I spent like a good hour trying to figure out what the right color is. But Plus it's also like, is it summertime or is it <laughs> true, the dead of right. winter? Right. Because <laughs> I'm go to like Home Depot, go to the paint aisle, grab one of those like smaller so strips awesome. and match yourself up like pro season. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. So, so that's biodata. But yeah, I remember in high school writing an essay, my college essay was about biodata and how my class was going through this process and looking at this eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper that would determine her future type of, you know, stuff. And then like the cinching line was like, I have my boy space friends and that's all I need Mm. for now type of attitude. 
Um, so going back to your question about high school and dating and all that, yeah, I mean, it's just not something that I ever really did or cared for. It wasn't talked about. But, you know, as soon as I got into college, it started becoming a thing that my mom started to talk about. Hey, you know, you can start looking now. And so that's when uh, I started looking, you know, when I was in high school age or sorry, college age. Um, it wasn't like said no in high school, but I guess it was an understood no. <laughs> I don't know. So were your brothers allowed to date or was it talked about with them in high school? Like that's no. what I'm curious. No. Okay. No, well, no, actually, my oldest brother did have a girlfriend at the end of his senior year, and it was okay. Oh, it's okay. So, Rashi, yeah. what about you? What about your brother? No, same. It just, it wasn't talked about. You know, my mom, my mom and my dad treat both treated both my brother and I equally but growing up. You know, it wasn't my responsibility to do the dishes. It was both of our responsibilities. It was both of our responsibilities to, you know take care of the cars, wash them. I mean, you know, all these stereotypical things like that's a boy's job. That's a girl's job. No, that wasn't really mm-hmm. a thing with my parents. And so they treated us the same with dating. I, th- I just think like it wasn't ever talked about and he didn't really care. And I, he was very, he is very smart and very like educated and, um, you know, uh, almost nerdy in high school. And so we were just both really focused on, on that aspect of it. And we just, yeah get into dating. I mean, it, uh, yeah, it wasn't really frowned upon. Did you date in college and like since then? Like what has your dating history uh-huh. been like? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been on the dating apps for quite a while. I think initially in college I wasn't dating just because again, I'm trying to get my career figured out and what I was doing and so I still wasn't really focusing on boys, but um mm-hmm. I think it kind of came like two or three years after I graduated from high school where I started to really be like, all right, well, now's the time to start looking <laughs> at least and seeing what's out there. But um, that's kind of when I started going on these dating apps. I think like the first one I was on was OkCupid okay or something. I think that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still in existence. I don't know if I'm even, my profile is still on there. But oh. um, <laughs> um, then, you know, I've tried, I've tried several since, but yeah, I mean, I've dated. So are you dating Indian American boys? Are you dating white boys? Are you dating? dating. I feel, uh, so I'm dating, you know, literally anyone that has an, a good heart and a, an open mind. Oh. That's all I care about. I've dated, you know, white people. I've dated Indian people. I've dated Asian people. I've dated, you know, African Americans. It really, it doesn't, that doesn't matter to me at all. It really is just about, I know it sounds superficial, but about the connection that's made. And can I see myself waking up in the morning happy. That's truly what matters. That's amazing. That's what's mattered to me about my job. And that's why I've focused so hard to get where I am because that's a huge part of your life. And then now the next part is finding a partner who complements that. And so I don't care if they're, you know, Indian, but you know, when I think about my future wedding, I don't know. I, I can't see who I'm standing next to. Is it, is it a white person? Is it a, is it a South Asian person? It, it's not clear to me at all. And so, Will it be an Indian wedding, though? <laughs> like if they're not, if they're not, um, South, uh, you know, South Asian, then definitely part of the wedding is going to have to be an Indian. And yeah. then, are you open yeah. to um, long distance right now? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm definitely open to that. Um, my thing is that it's hard to do long distance um, in different countries. So I mean, I'm open, mm. I'm open to long distance within the U.S. just because it's a lot easier to travel. Well, minus COVID, but it's a lot easier to travel and um, communicate with each other than, you know, someone in India or someone where the time zones are just so vastly different. So, yeah, 
I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> just like, where do I go next? Okay, wait, um, I have a question for you. So you said you found your yeah. life partner in your early 20s. Yes. So tell me about that. When did you get married? How did you meet him? Was it organic? Was it yeah, arranged? So, so I think you and I have a similar family. Okay. Um, yeah. In that my parents are less conservative than a lot of other Indian parents that I know. Okay. And they, like, I'm the youngest of three. I have two older brothers. And um, they've always kind of, like, wanted the same things for all of us. They want us all to be educated. They want us all to have careers that we care about. They want us all to be happy and, like, experience things in the same ways. Um, Which, and not to say that there's no sexism, because I think that happens in every family. But, um I just hearing you talk about your family, I feel like we might have similar backgrounds in that way. So one thing that's like always been a big thing is that um, I guess I I don't know. The whole marriage thing is like it's such a part of Indian culture and everyone's asking you about it. Like from the moment you're like you have boobs, they're like, (laughs) when are you getting married? When are you getting married? And it's like. No, but what's interesting is that I've actually cannot say that I've ever been asked when are you getting married yeah in my I guess I've just been been blessed in that regard but it's mostly you know Indian aunties and uncles asking me when are you starting your job and that's just like mind-blowing to me that um yeah the sexism aspect for other people is still so significant you know um being yeah Indian American I'm I'm really happy to hear that because there are some people in my family, women yeah. sp- specifically, who have focused on their careers. Yeah. Like, I don't even know their dating history because I think they've been kind of like yeah. private about it, which is totally their yeah. prerogative. But when they got to that like early 30s and not married yet, it was like the talk of the town. Right. Like, everyone is talking about, like, are they going to get married? Yeah. Like, why aren't they dating anyone? This, that, and the other. And it's just like, what the yeah. what the hell? So like 30, for me, that thirty year old mark is the mark, though. Yeah, right. Everything and changes. Me... Your eggs start frying up, and <laughs> yeah, everything like, goes down. Don't you want a family? <laughs> yeah. So Patrick and I, like, we when we met, actually, very early on, he was like, "I want you to know that I'm not interested in marriage." So and, did he initiate um, that though, or? Yeah, I mean, he was really open about it from the beginning. And, you know, his parents are divorced. And I think he's just always been skeptical of the institution. And I had never really questioned it before. And as we got closer and our relationship progressed, I was just kind of like, yeah, like, I don't know if I believe in this either. Or like, I don't know if this is something I need to do to be happy. And um, we kind of got to a place where like we don't need to be married to have a life together and so we have luckily you know we have a son together now and we're life partners um but yeah we met in our early 20s like at a party in new york city (laughs) like random just very lucky organic relationship that i want yeah (laughs) it's hard though and like during i know so how's dating during the pandemic it's so frustrating because, you know, now I've graduated from school. I've graduated from an internship. I'm no longer a student. I'm truly an adult in the city that I will be living in for a while, ready to go. 
and the freaking pandemic puts a hold on my dating life. Like, it's so frustrating. But so, like, if you have you gone on, can you yeah. go on a date during coronavirus? Like, what do you do? I I haven't. So I personally haven't gone on a date since the Rona hit. But um, not even I, a virtual <laughs> one. No, and that's the thing is, is I don't. I don't know. I've I've had conversations on my dating apps, um, and no one seems to be carrying these conversations past a couple of days, and it's it's getting frustrating. Because before I would have a lot of good conversations, mm. or one conversation someone would ask to go grab coffee, and it's just it's different now. I think people are not interested in dating; they're just interested in talking. But then when it gets like to the more serious talking, they're just like, "Oh, bye!" Like I'm gonna go through because. Mm. That's what that's the vibe I'm getting. I, you know, I've been talking to just amount the same amount of people as I had previously, but none of them are mounting to, hey, let's go grab a drink or hey, let's yeah, go yeah. do something. Um, yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I mean, it's so hard because as someone who's older than you, it's just like you're. Does it seem like you're old because you seem so? You're 28 and you're so young. You know what I mean? I mean, I. I feel old just because I've been in school for so right, long. Right. In reality, yeah. like, you're so accomplished. I know. That's I'm not thing. accomplished. I'm just finally not a student. But, <laughs> but thank you. But it's more just like I've. I feel like I've. I'm old just because I've been postponing the whole dating game and all these. You know, while I've been doing this extra years of schooling, I've seen half of my high school class married with two kids. And I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. like that's why I feel old. But when I take a step back, I'm like, I'm 28. I have plenty of time. You're so young. Dude, I don't know about you, but like none of my friends were, well, I had some, maybe one or two who had been gotten married and were maybe like about to have a kid. Yeah. But like, no, I'm just telling you from these Facebook, days, so many of my high school friends, wow. I'm like, they're all married, like not all, you know, obviously over exaggerating, but a good amount of them are married and a good amount of them have kids. And I'm just like, did you grow up in LA? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, okay. So do yeah. you think that that's like a specific to LA thing? I don't know. I, I, I can't say, cause I don't really, you know, I only went to one high school and it was in LA. And so yeah. it's hard to right. say, but right. I don't know. It's just in that respect, I would always be like, Oh, what's, what's wrong with me? Why am I not, you know, in a relationship? Why am I not married? That kind of crap until you're just like, pause, you don't, just pause and figure out, realize where you are right, in life. And, right. And, yeah. And the reason that you're here and it'll happen. You'll find that person. It'll happen. Well, and I think I'm just hearing that you want to share your life with someone. It's more than, you know, the, mm-hmm. pr- what we learned, like, I think obviously I'm white, but like what I learned about in Indian matchmaking of like what other, um, act, what other people wanted in that show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you think you would use Monty services again? <laughs> I, so I, I absolutely would consider it. Um, I 100% would consider using a matchmaker in general again. Um, my thing, as I had mentioned before, is, you know, I would want to try a matchmaker in the U.S. where we can meet in person, where we can have multiple conversations and truly get to know each other and know exactly what I'm looking for and um, me to understand how that person operates, um, you know, a little bit more 
more carefully. Um, not to say that Simonti was a terrible matchmaker. Obviously, she wasn't. She ma- she matched Fiaster and I, and it was a really good match. It just, mm-hmm. I think that it was a little bit rushed. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if yeah. that was a timing thing, but um, I would definitely give her, give it another shot and see kind of what can be made from it. Yeah, it's so interesting because like nobody ends up together right. at the right. end of the yeah. show, and it's yeah. like. There a lot of like a lot of it, I think, for the couples in America was like the distance thing. Like, it's just it's hard to like decide, like, I'm going to put throw away everything or not throw it away, but like move my whole life for someone I don't know. Because you're at your meaning a general the the show people long distance relationships are asking one person essentially to eventually uproot their life and move to a location. And. The problem is, as you see on this show and in real life, I'm I've got a very stable job. Mm-hmm. You know, this person has a very stable job as well in Texas. And so it's like, who's gonna uproot their life and move? It's he was like, for example, Biaser, born and raised in Austin. He has family there. Me, born and raised in LA, I have family here. It's not an easy decision for yeah. any one person to make. Um, Do you think that's because like that's some of the like leftovers from the arranged marriage thing where you meet someone three times, then you're like, okay, wedding day, <laughs> like, you know, that kind of, were your parents arranged? Um, so, sort of. So they, they kind of went an under, um, an arranged marriage, but where their families knew each other and they, you know, my dad's family was like, yeah, we have a son and yeah, we have a daughter type of attitude, but they didn't like get married in the traditional sense. They were introduced to each other. They actually fell in love. They, I think we're together for like a year, year and a half before they got married or something. So it wasn't like three dates, 10 days later, you're engaged. I, it wasn't like that. Is okay. is your mom trying to set you up at all? I hope she is because she knows me oh. the best. <laughs> like, if my mom would step it up a little bit, that would be yeah. But, um, you know, I trust her and my parents' opinion, my parents, my brother's opinion, just wholeheartedly. They know me. They, you know, they lived with my crap for 28 years they know exactly what i need um is your brother older than you yeah yeah he's, he's two and a half years older than me is he in a relationship he is single he is gay so if you know anybody hook a boy up <laughs> oh man some of the family karma people yeah. did, you, did you watch family karma i have not i have only watched snippets because i follow anisha on instagram and she's freaking oh, hilarious she oh is yeah hilarious. she yeah, is I, that's absolutely on my list. And it's before Game of Thrones. So yeah. Oh, good. I think you should bump it to the first thing you're going to oh, watch. Oh, it's first right now. It's first right now. Game of Thrones was until I realized that Family Karma exists. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's now number one. So Totally. So, yeah, I mean, Family Karma is awesome. Like, it's yeah. it's interesting because, like, it came out as this, like, reality TV show with a full Indian American cast. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And then Indian matchmaking comes I out. Know. Like, and then and Kamala Harris, like, like this is a year for Brown. Totally. Like, yeah. What are your thoughts on Kamala? Like <laughs> becoming oh, that's this... the whole political thing that I don't want to upset my audience. Yeah. <laughs> with. But, you know, it's, it's nice to see diversity in both gender and in, you know, culture. Right. So right. that's yes. what I'm going to say. I'm not going to tell my opinions, but yeah, that's um, fair. That's it's, fair. It's a, uh, it's a nice breath of fresh air. Right. right. To yeah. See, to see new people in there. How has your, so your your brother's gay mm-hmm. how like what has his journey been like yeah. that with your family and with you and like yeah i mean I, we knew <laughs> like we've known yeah. for a long time um 
And both my parents are very supportive of it, you know, always trying to always trying to set them up. And um, anytime they hear of any any person who's also gay, they're like, oh, and they just perk up. It's like a little dog. Their little their ears perk up. <laughs> um, but you know, it's again, they've been very accepting of it. Our family has been very accepting of it. But I don't know if like the extended family friends really understand it because mm-hmm. oftentimes they're trying to set him up with you know a female and it's just like they don't they know but they don't understand i guess i don't really know what the what the answer is there but um they're always like oh is is raj married yet i know i know a really good girl and i'm like he's you guys know he's gay (laughs) like Mm -hmm. come on it's Mm -hmm. been but yeah i mean he's he's doing his own thing he's he's got some health issues that we're working through but i'm so sorry yeah that you know he's my favorite person and i hope he finds a guy soon because we need that i need another uh i need another brother in my life yeah yeah well you will love family karma for that reason because one of the characters is a gay indian man and he um he really talks about his journey and he's really honest about it and i think it's just like a really important story that happens a lot and it's still stigmatized a lot in Indian culture and like you're saying like people just kind of ignore it like it's not exactly not it's not that they're against it it's not that they're actively hating Mm -hmm. they ignore it and they just kind of um it's it's fine to ignore it actually I'm happy if you just so can I ask why do why do you think like they ignore it what what is that that it's not understood I mean it's it recently in India became not a crime to mm-hmm. be, you know, gay, but it's still not legal to get married either. So it's not we've made progress, but it's it's not it's not that the level of, of acceptance is here. That's for sure. Um, yeah. And it's just it's it's not understood in India. And I, I have no explanation. It's just knowing knowing the even the generation right above me. So my parents who they have also progressive mindsets, you know, they're, they're not that they're so conservative, but they still don't seem to understand homosexuality. I, I, yeah. I right. do not explain right. it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just a weird, a uh, weird feeling when you, when you, it's also makes it very awkward when you're like in that conversation where they're looking at my brother and they're like, Oh, are you married yet? I know a great girl. And he's just like, ha ha. <laughs> like, what yeah. is he supposed to do? What is he right. going to do? He's not going to change his mind right th- their mind right then. So, yeah, it's like, is this a battle I want right. to fight? Probably not. Okay, so what do you know about a season two? Oh, <laughs> is it I, happening? Unfortunately, I don't know anything. I would love okay. for there to be a season two, but I think with all the criticism that the show has received, I think it's going to have to pretty drastically change. It's not going to just be continuation of our stories. It can't. It can't be um, just because it's because of all the colorism, the sexism, the casteism, right. all that yeah. stuff. You know, they're going to have to be a bit more inclusive. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would be excited to see where season two ends up. And I hope I don't qualify for a season two. <laughs> but like getting into like the, the, the sexism and the racism, like how much is it should people that are not Indian, how much of it should we excuse? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this is coming from a woman born and raised in, in America and identify with American culture more than I do Indian culture. I mean, I don't think any of this should be accepted. Right. I mean, when you're talking about the melting pot that is America, 
how dare you say that that guy is too dark or that girl's too dark you know mm -hmm. they don't my my child is too fair god forbid they have a not fair child i mean it's insane it's just it's crazy and you know things with like sexism women are so powerful women are educated and that's the new norm and it is going to be we weren't at one point right you know it we grew up in a patriarchal society but things have drastically changed and so you know i just yeah yeah i don't yeah that's what um, i'm about that Oh my gosh, you've been so amazing. You have been so amazing. Oh, I want to say, I really hope that you do not qualify for season no. two. But if you do, please yeah. do the show. <laughs> I will, I will. And if because... you guys know anybody, you know, like I said, yep. I my brother or a girl up. So... You know, I'm going to reach out to my Indian yep. community um, and yep. see what I can find, especially like, obviously someone in LA like as I mean, we're saying absolutely be preferred yeah the local thing is important yeah. and yeah, yeah. especially but, like here's the thing with long distance like initially it's 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 better to be you know close by to gain that trust and relationship but you know long term if things have to separate then it's fine but I think starting off long term makes it very difficult yeah, so, right. Totally. My experience. And the Rona makes things the ev Rona. everything. Rona. <laughs> Let's be Well, honest. Rashi, thank you thank so, you so, so, much, so Rashi. much. No problem. Thank you guys for such a candid conversation. Oh, I my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. And thank you for just way. being honest and down to earth and, yeah, and telling your story and sharing your story on Netflix. I mean, yes. geez. What a brave thing to I know. do. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Let's be honest. <laughs> Thank you. And that's it for our interview with Rashi. See you guys next week. Namaste, bitches.